I watch film, but I'd be honest, I mean, when I first started watching film, I was just watching the game. Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, it's Friday, it's the celebrity episode. And look, I said it last week, but I look, I really mean it this week. It does not get bigger than this, it really doesn't. This week, we have a Super Bowl champ and the all-time leading point scorer in Packer history. So in 97 years of the Packers, this guy has scored more than everybody. Please welcome to the podcast, Mr. Mason Crosby. Mason, how are you? Hey, I'm great. Thanks for having me on again. Thanks for coming on. Look, Mason, can we call you a friend now? You've been on twice, so I think that means we're friends for life. Of course. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think that's the deal for sure. Yeah, two times. Uh, well, listen, you're in, the, you're, in, you're in the middle of training camp now. Um, can you give us a flavour of what your day is involving right now? I know it's, it's, at, you know, it's early days, uh, but are you getting into the serious stuff already? Yeah, so uh, so now with the new CBA, um, you know, established a few years ago, we we start our training camp off with two non-padded practices, um, just to kind of get in, get guys moving around, not to just start hitting right off the bat. And yeah. then, so to, uh, Thursday was our first um, first full padded practice. So that's uh, it's a longer practice, tough day, um, and and all of our practices have been eight fifteen in the morning so far this uh, this week to start off, and so that obviously you know adds a little wrinkle of getting up early, getting out on a practice field, kind of getting the energy you know up quick. Uh, there's been some there's been some you know bad blood. The, the padded practice, first padded practice, there's always a fight or two, <laughs> offense defense. You know they get a little you know. Uh, get a little tired with each other and a little rough, and so uh, you always have an offensive, defensive line and kind of go at it. But uh, you know, but that's what camp's about. So we're uh, yeah, we're right in the thick of things. Uh, started off with pads, and now here in a couple days we'll have uh, our annual family night um, in Lambeau Field, where we um, and we fill Lambeau Field. We uh, we have seventy five thousand you know people come out, yeah, and. Tickets are only ten dollars a piece, so lots of families bring their kids and uh, have a fireworks show after, and uh, we get to kind of get to get an experience, start kind of getting used to having uh, having fans around uh, at, at a high level again. So, really, you know, really fun time. Obviously, I've been doing this now. This is my tenth training camp here in Green Bay, and um, you know it, uh, it feels like old hat, but I, I get excited every time every time I get to come back and, uh, and have another camp. And as a kicker, like you sort of said, you know, it gets heated there between offense and defense. What about on the special teams? Like, surely your day isn't just filled with kicking. Like, what type of different stuff do they make, you know, special teams and kickers do? Because you're a completely specialist area. Yeah, so, you know, I'm at practice, you know, I'll work on my craft and I'll make sure that uh, that I'm prepared for my, my time uh, that I have during practice when when we do team reps. But uh, we, we have, gosh, uh, like two hours, two hours a day, kind of spread out different times of, of meetings for special teams. Right. So we will, uh, you know, when we're not on the practice field, we're we're inside, we're meeting all day. Um, you know, the offense, defense are doing their thing. We break up and do our special teams meetings uh, twice a day for an hour each, and and really just. Um, installing getting getting used to the concepts making sure we bring the young guys along the training camps mostly for uh you know for bringing in young guys into the fold and uh, getting them used to the the speed and the contact and all the stuff uh, that the 
know, the uniqueness of the NFL. So uh, we bring them into those meetings, and that's where they, they gain so much knowledge uh, to, to be able to go on the field and, and you know, put, it, put that product out there that you see on Sundays. Yeah, so you're up early now, you're working hard, you know, you're doing all these meetings, you're trying to bring the rookies along with you, but, I mean, is it a stark contrast, Mason, to what you're doing in the off-season? Because, I mean, what I'd like to know is, is in the off-season, are you left to do whatever you want to do, or is it sort of an unspoken rule that, you know, stay in shape, you know, because kicking surely is a bit like golf now. I joined a golf club, bought all the gear, went out for maybe four months every day, and then after that I just stopped. And you find that my, now again, my level of golf wouldn't be great anyway. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> you, you kind of lose the, the technique a bit. Is kicking something that you have to, you know, grab a few balls, go down to a local, you know, field and start kicking some? Or what, what does the off-season mean to you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, um, it, it is like any skill. Obviously, been been doing it for a very long time. So I don't, um, I don't lose it as quickly. So I can, um, you know, I can take... I take about a month or two off after the season of uh, from from just kicking. You know, I'll I'll do other activities. I play golf. I'll you know I'll lift and run and kind of that's that's the time where I try to hit some goals as far as um, strength and conditioning and 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 those types of things where I'm building strength and building stamina for the season and those types uh, of, of things. So I'm just depositing that stuff and then. Uh, Come about mid March, I'll I'll start kicking a few few footballs, uh, maybe even kick a soccer ball around, just to, <laughs> just to have the impact and just kind of move and uh, and and have that skill set, you know, stay sharp. And then and then we come back mid April and we're uh, we're back at it, you know, doing our individual work and and making sure that uh, you know I'm, I keep honing the honing that skill for the season. So it's a long off season. It's a long season. So I don't. I definitely don't kick as much as I used to, and I don't uh, kick you know, nearly as early as I used to. I, I, yeah. I push it out as far as I can because I know I'm going to literally have from April, I mean, I have April, May, June at the facility, then I have July, then I have training camp. So you have all of August, and you know September <laughs> feels like a long <laughs> way away. So uh, I make sure that I build to that. Um, whereas there were times, you know, some off seasons in the past, like I'd kind of. I'd be hitting the ball great, you know, early on, and you almost you, you overkick a little bit, and you kind of you know back off a little bit, and then uh, and then find that rhythm again. So, my my thing is definitely start slow and build it into something great, you know, come you know come the start of the season. It sounds like me going to work, Mason. I get in at nine, you know, I kind of take a handy, uh, you know, start working maybe in around half nine, see what's going on, and by the end of the day, then after four hours of overtime, I think I'm well into it. Um, maybe it works differently for you but so Mason like you know your bread and butter stuff is just kicking the long distances and stuff but when you look at sort of the things that you might be called onto the field to squib kick or do a specialist kick how much work goes into those scenarios where you're going to get the one chance to kick this squib it has to go absolutely perfectly so how much time do you devote into things like that man uh, yeah I'll work on that um, every week I'll I'll work on all those those different kicks i'll make sure that i hit at least uh you know at least a couple of those um some of those it's a little bit of luck whenever it hits the ground because uh you know our ball isn't our ball isn't round so uh <laughs> whenever whenever it comes off my foot I, I i i hope that whenever it bounces it does what i want it to but uh yeah it's i, I work all those all those little different trick shots all the different things that uh that could help us if we if we needed to call upon it, you know, if, if we, 
there's just so many variables in our game. You know, guys get hurt, uh, their return game's doing well, something yeah. like that, and it's like all of a sudden we want to change a kick, do something uh, to try to shake it up so that they can't just catch the ball and come running downhill on us. So, uh, especially in December, once once we get into December in, in Green Bay, I mean, I, I'll, I'll be lucky to hit you know hit a touchback in a game. You know, it's yeah. uh, it, it can get a little rough, and so we have to find ways to disrupt the return so that uh, so that, that they can't just come running straight downhill on us. Yeah, because, I mean, there's some absolutely explosive kick returners out there now. How has the kicking game changed, you think, Mason? I mean, is it more about ball placement now, about hang time? Because it's certainly not as easy as just, you know, toe-poking the ball. So, I mean, how complex is the actual kicking game itself? Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely every year more and more uh, becoming specialized. I mean, they uh, there's more camps, there's more kids there's more you know people trying to become you know kickers and punters and and long snappers and and seeing that as a as a possible opportunity to you know maybe play in college or uh, or make it to the NFL so yeah. um you know people you know guys are are really you know, learning the craft a little bit earlier than uh, than I think uh, they did even 10 years ago you know 15 years ago so it's uh you know if you look across the NFL, I mean, the, the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, we are we are expected to be, you know, 82 plus, maybe even 85 percent plus, uh, you know, every year. I mean, the average um, the average in the league is usually 85, 86 percent. So, I mean, we uh, and and that's so that's so different than even when I came in 10 years ago. Whenever I came in, if you were you know 80, 82 percent, you were you were probably middle of the pack. And, uh, you know, there was always a few outliers that had really exceptional years. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely the expectations have gotten higher. Um, you know, so, so work rate has to be higher. Focus has to be even sharper. And, and you have to go out every week and uh, and really detail your work, trust in that process, and uh, and make those kicks whenever you're called upon. So I I, I love, the, love the challenge, love the, the opportunity that I have to, to go out there in Lambeau and uh, and play with the with, play with the Packers and uh, I can't believe it's been ten years. So yeah, it's, going on ten years. It's like you've been around forever, Mason. In fairness, and I mean to break the ninety-seven year record to be the you know the, the biggest score in the Packers history. That's incredible. Was that something that do records like that stand out in your mind, or do you not know until you've broken a record and go, oh okay, fair enough, I didn't know that because <laughs> I mean you you also broke the record for the most consecutive field goals made in the postseason with 20. So, I mean, is this something that someone whispers in your ear before you go out like here, Mason, if you kick this, you're in the history books again, you know, is that something that stands out in your mind? Well, you know, that one, uh, you know, like the, you know, the, the Packer all-time leading scorer one still kind of hits, uh, hits me hard every time I hear it. Cause yeah, just thinking about the history of this organization and the great, uh, kickers and the great players that have come, you know, through, through this place. Um, it just, you know, it means a lot to think that, uh, that, you know, my name more than likely will always be, uh, you know, be there. And, uh, that's, that's pretty awesome to be attached to such a great place and, uh, to always have, have that. And so yeah, I don't, uh, I don't take those things for granted. I definitely, I knew when that one was coming close, um, you know, it, it's definitely a, it's a mental, um, you know, mental challenge to really kind of not have that, any of those things be your focus. Um, yeah. So never, never focus on records or, or setting records and doing those things. But uh, you always, you always know when they're, when they're there, when they're in reach. And so, yeah, I remember the, the last playoff game when I 
when I did the 20, you know, under the 20 uh, consecutive field goals in the playoffs, that, but leading up to that game, you know, someone, it was almost like the, you don't talk to someone during a no hitter type of deal. Yeah. So it was, you know, some, one of our media guys, someone came up and was like, Hey, just, uh, you know, I don't want to make a big deal. I don't want you to think too much <laughs> on it, but uh, you know, your next field goal, you're very, you know, I, I had, I hadn't really even thought too much on it. Um, yeah. you know, I knew I had made a bunch, uh, you know, in a row. But uh, so, so I was happy when Arizona came and I was able to, you know, nail it through and uh, and, and break that record. It's, yeah, that's yeah, that's a pretty cool one. Obviously, I've been very fortunate to play so many playoff games here in Green Bay and have so many opportunities. So, uh, we, you know, I always always have to think, uh, be be thankful for our offenses and the, and the teams I've got to play on to to have all those chances. Yeah, well, I mean, you're the man who's kicking the most points in Parker's history, so I'm pretty sure you have a massive part to play in all of this as well. I wouldn't give all the credit <laughs> away to the offense and defense. Well, I do I do my part when I'm called upon, for sure. You sure do. Uh, Mason, again, like from what you're saying is, is that you have all these records, you've beaten all these records, but... Even that kind of like, you know, don't talk to me uh, when you're going to hit it. Your, your game is such a mental game. So, what you know, you could work out for, you know, two years solid in the gym, just doing gym work, just on your legs, have incredible Hulk legs. But that doesn't mean anything unless you can actually strike that ball clean and straight through the posts. How do you deal with that mental pressure or is it mental pressure for you now at this stage? You know, no, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's mental practice. There's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of, work that goes into that uh you know behind closed doors but you know here in the practice facility everything that a lot of people don't see until you know that time comes to hit a 45 yarder you know in, in a game it's uh there, there's so much that goes into it that that helps you know when you're prepared um whenever you you you're preparing the week mentally and physically you you don't feel you shouldn't feel pressure. So uh, lack of lack of preparation is usually when when pressure starts creeping in. So as long as I uh, I put in a good work in the off season, good work here in training camp, and then really focus on my on the details of what I do and the, and the process of how I do everything, then once that once that game time situation comes, it's just literally applying those those things those uh that process those steps all the all the little details that go into making a field goal and and then when the ball leaves my foot uh you know i just i just have to trust that that i did all of those things very well and uh and and then it will go through so i've, I've done a really good job about that uh, the last few years just really not not focusing on making field goals like i'm i'm not thinking about like all right i gotta make this i gotta hit this through you know all these yeah. things it's more like all right you know let's lock in take these steps you know make this contact so everything happens behind the ball as soon as that ball leaves my foot i can't do anything so yeah. uh, i can't will it through the upright so i'm i'm definitely i'm focused on my my technique my craft and the you know that's that's all a combination of both physical and mental preparation yeah because we had a fan question from david oost and he wanted to know like what method do you use to concentrate because you know, to have the postseason record, Mason, I mean, you're ahead of everybody else in the whole league in the history of the NFL. So in crunch games like that, especially if you have to go, which you have done, to Seattle and play in, an, in a crowd where the noise is insanity, what do you use yeah. to concentrate and block that all out? Yeah, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's just another one of those uh, those practice, those processes. We, we simulate crowd noise here um, in our indoor facility. So sometimes... 
you know that that's blaring on those games whenever we know uh, the crowd is going to be a factor and so I really kind of try to hone in there and make sure that I uh, I work those mental reps of, of blocking that out not letting it you know affect me I what what's the beautiful thing about that is you know the fans the fans can't touch you the fans can't do anything it's just, it is just noise so um you know I, I look at that you know you mentioned Seattle I remember the NFC championship game and just this this calm that came over me whenever literally I could feel like my my hands my body shaking from how loud the the fans were yeah. and just finding this peace kind of bringing everything in within my helmet and uh, just really focusing on take my three steps back, my two steps over, you know, get set, like literally clearing my mind of anything else other than the task at hand. And, uh, and, and that, that preparation, you know, it just goes back to what I said before, the, the preparation of the mental and physical aspect of, of what I do uh, allows me to to block those things out and just, uh, and clear my mind and go and go make the kicks whenever I need to. Yeah. And Mason, you're electric to watch because we, we know when you march onto the field, we're thinking, we trust you, right? And I'm going to read out some of your stuff that you did last season because you smashed it last season. Now, again, some <laughs> people say when we've guests on that I'm very complimentary, but I have Mason Crosby on the line. I cannot be anything but complimentary. Oh, uh, well, I appreciate it. Uh, so, like, September, five PATs versus Kansas. Uh, November, 56-yard field goal versus the Broncos. Makes my eyes water. November again, five <laughs> field goals versus the Vikes, uh, which are obviously one of our biggest rivals now, which is brilliant. Oh, yeah. uh, you, look, you didn't miss within 40 yards last season. You were 12 for 16 outside 40. You're reliable, but there's one play, and I don't know if you know what I'm going to say, uh, that just blew my mind. It was <laughs> one of the best plays I've ever seen. January, Vikings. Uh, Corderell Patterson he's, just to look at the guy scares me I, I, I get a Ooh. cold sweat right when they, when they see him catch the ball and not fumble I'm like okay no, this is going down so he is blazing it up the field it looks like no one's going to stop him who chases Corderell Patterson down <laughs> and deliberately slaps the ball from his hand it's Mason Crosby Mason can you go through that play with me because it was incredible <laughs> Well, first off, I'm going to tell you how yeah how scared I was when I hit the ball, and <laughs> I knew it wasn't going to be a touchback because right away I know coaches are you know clinching and freaking out, and uh, you know it's it, yeah he is just that guy is an electrifying returner. Oh, yeah. So as soon as he he brings it out, and then I see I kind of I could see the the space that he he cuts to the right, and I'm. I'm hoping he doesn't see it, but he obviously does. And he, he comes running in. I'm thinking, okay, I'm like in this position where either I can go and take a shot and try to you know, just hit his legs and maybe I'll trip him up and get him or just bail, just keep running, kind of <laughs> bailing back until, you know, maybe he'll cut back. Maybe, you know, someone else can, you know, come, you know, keep falling back and make the tackle. And so yeah. I kind of just keep him from being able to run forward and I kind of bail back. And then when he cut inside, it was, I don't, in all reality, like I look, I, I try to always think, okay, what was I thinking? But I, I literally just had this moment of like, there's a gap, like just try <laughs> to go make a go make the tackle, and yeah. then like hand hit hit ball. You know, whenever I reached, I could feel the the ball in my hand, and I just kept pulling down, and ball hits his leg, comes out, and uh, yeah, that was. Uh, that was definitely one of the uh, one of the highlights of my career. I really uh, <laughs> really enjoyed yeah. that one, and uh, obviously wish we would have won that game. But uh, it was 
it was uh, it was fun to be a part of, and I, I enjoyed kind of getting getting out of my normal routine of you know kicking field goals and just kicking off and uh, and kind of mixing it up a little bit. Yeah, and look, you sort of said it there. I mean, you you had the decision to either sort of bail on it or go all in. What is the expectation of a kicker? Is there anything ever expressly said to you to say, Mason, if it's you and Cordrell Patterson, uh, the guy runs 100 miles an hour, stay out of his way, you're too valuable? Or do they say, go in there and give him hell? You know, it's uh, it's kind of, at this point in my career, it's more of a, like make a good decision. So I'm not going to go in uh, head up on him and uh, you know just get trucked and, and take a shot. So usually for me, it's all about angles. I'm going to try to, try to take a good angle on him maybe i can uh you know either uh try to get him to go out out of bounds or i like i said i'm, I'm always kind of now i've gotten wiser <laughs> as i've gotten yeah. older i used to stick my head in there and try to hit some guys now you know i'll, I'll, I'll hit some legs and I'll, I'll try to trip guys up and, and get them if i feel like i have that shot but uh you know my my biggest thing I, i'm gonna try to fill in a hole and then force the guy to make a cut off of me into one of my teammates so that's kind of that's the biggest. Uh, that's probably what most kickers. That's kind of what we are told to do, and that's our biggest thing is is filling those holes sometimes, so that at least they see see like our jersey, and yeah. they might they might not realize it's it's a kicker or whatever. And if he does try to run me over, I'm just going to kind of you know I'm going to try to hit him in the legs and uh, and take it and and get him on the ground. But uh, you know most of the time they'll they'll make a cut, and you kind of hope that you have your your help coming from the other side so that's that's my biggest thing i i yeah i mean i had my rookie year i think i had you know six tackles or something like that so yeah i was i was definitely mixing it up a little bit more whenever <laughs> i was younger now it's now it's I, I pick and choose and uh and and try to you know, try to make better decisions. <laughs> yeah, look, I do that on an everyday basis. I remember being able to do anything. I was so young. I used to just not be able to play soccer. And then all of a sudden, the lads would say, do you want to kick about? I'd say, yeah. And I'd go down and play four hours. wouldn't phase me. Last year, yeah, exactly, Mason, right? Right, what happened to me was, is I, I used to live next door to my parents. So I had a bin bag and I was going to put, now this is a terribly boring story to a superstar, but I'm going to tell it anyway, right? Because I'm Irish. Um, so I had this bin bag and I was going to put it in my parents' house and they had this big sort of tall, no, not too tall. It was about shoulder height. So I was thinking, okay, I'm going to be lazy here and I'm just going to jump over the fence. Now, 16 year old me would be able to just vault that thing with the bin bag and, you know, 20 kg weights. <laughs> Mason, I won't lie to you. I, I vaulted it. I got kind of, I did a kind of a, a Leroy Butler Lambo leap where I was kind of hanging off the side action. You kind of, no. You know, no, so there was no one there to welcome me, you know, to cheer me on with beers. It was just me in my back garden with my dog looking at me going, what are you doing? So I pulled, I, pull, I, I pulled out my shoulder for like four months. It just wasn't right. So, Look, as a pro athlete, I know your life is slightly different than my sort of bin bag story. But you know, what I'm saying is, more of the story. Look after yourself, Mason. Okay, we're not young anymore. Yeah, know? exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we got to take care of ourselves. Yeah, oh. I'm not gonna go uh, jumping over any fences with a bean bag. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't advise it, especially my parents' fence. Um, <laughs> exactly. But Mason, uh, I tell you what, if it's all right, can I stick some fan questions to you? They're going to be a little bit random, uh, but is, is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Perfect. We we have a guy, Steve Sparks, a uh, big fan of yours. He wants to know, like, what stadium is your least favorite to kick in? Or do you have a least favorite to kick in because of the conditions? You know, um, yeah, historically for me, uh, just Chicago is always uh, a tough place. It's a tough place to play. Yeah. Uh, I love I love that rivalry. I love, uh, you know, the, the Bears-Packers game. So it's always an exciting one, but... Uh, 
you know, going going to Chicago and playing is uh, is always is always a challenge. Um, and you know, and then yeah, so that that's probably that's probably on the top of my list for sure. Yeah, and do you still see? Now this is from me, but do you still see the Bears as a massive rivalry? Like we do sort of Packers history podcast now. They're very you know they're very popular where we trace the Packers history from the beginning and we see the the just staunch rivalry from the from nineteen nineteen from the very beginning. But as of yeah. late, the Bears haven't been doing too well, and the Vikings have started to come up. But do you still see as a Packer that the Bears would be the biggest rivalry in the division? Yeah, you know that one. Just the history of it. Um, you know the amount of games we've played against them, and um, just I, I think I think Lam, you know Lombardi and you know, Lamba, all those they they kind of push that because it's like you know, it's Little Green Bay versus you know Big Chicago, you know, all the all the things that you know the fans you know through the history had kind of always you know always grown up with. Um, so I, I do think that uh, that rivalry still kind of draws the most um I, I guess the most emotion from from our fans you know those, those types of rivalries I, I love i love our division i love like all those games like you know it's it's not hard to get get excited to, to go and play our division games but I, I would almost say some of those rivalries definitely are are fan driven and uh and chicago and and backers fans you can you definitely can feel that uh that rivalry means a lot to them as well yeah, I mean, there's even a CD you can play in your car of a song called "The Bears Suck." So you know when there's a song devoted right. to the rivalry, <laughs> it's it's a it's a big one. Uh, so we've a guy, Chris Strahan. He, he wants to know, like, what if any is the difference between kicking outdoors versus dome stadiums, and do you have a preference there? You know, I I really like uh, kicking off of grass fields, uh, natural grass, but um, you know, obviously kicking indoors, um, you know, on a on a perfect surface with no wind, no conditions. Uh, yeah, that's that's obviously ideal, I think, for any kicker. I mean, if you if you ask any you know quarterback and receiver, they're they're probably going to say the same. I don't think they like coming down on that turf all the time, but yeah. uh, you know, the, you you know, like all right, I, I put this weight on this pass. I do all the, you know, I hit this kick. Like, it's going to be consistent. It's just it's all dependent on how you perform. So, uh, kicking kicking in a dome is is nice and and I always hope I always look at the schedule across my seniors when it comes out and I'm hoping all of our you know either southern games or you know nice weather dome games or you know I, I would play I'd probably play eight games at home and then eight on the road if uh if we had the <laughs> at the chance so we didn't have to play as many in December up here but uh yeah you know it's yeah kicking kicking in the dome is just uh you know obviously perfect conditions all those things but yeah, I, I do prefer just for some reason, you know, my plant, how I, how I strike the ball. Like, actually, I really like the connection with the uh, with the natural surfaces. So, I uh, I probably prefer um, being on on a natural field. And obviously, here in Lambeau, we have one of, one of the best. Even even when the conditions get tough uh, and nasty, uh, our our ground screws, our, our field guys, do such a great job of keeping it as as good as they possibly can. And uh, and and they do they do a wonderful job there. Yeah, Colin Crooks wants to know then. So, like you sort of alluded to the weather being just grisly, which we all know in Green Bay. Like, what do you do to keep yourself busy and focused before you go on? And what it strike me, Mason, is is that when it's so insanely cold that your your just brain is frozen. What do you do on the sidelines <laughs> for all that time? Yeah, it's uh, gosh, like I'm getting cold thinking about it. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm uh, 
you know, I, I get warmed up in, inside usually if it's, you know, brutally cold. So we have a, a little indoor facility attached to, uh, to our weight room. So I'll go in there and I'll, I'll move around. I'll get stretched out, um, kind of start my process that way. So then I'm not outside just freezing doing that. And so kind of actually try to get a little, you know, a little sweat going because I don't want to sweat too much right before I go out or I'll, you know, then that's awful because then you just start freezing. So yeah. I'll, uh, I'll get loose and make sure I'm ready to go. So like, as soon as I touch the field outside, I'm ready to kick. So then I, I get right into it. So that's, that's kind of my pregame. Yeah. So that I, I'm not, I'm not outside trying not to be in it, you know, as, as long or as little as I possibly can. And so then, you know, on the sideline, there, there are games sometimes, you know, don't really think much about it, you know, but maybe I kick once in the first quarter and then I don't kick to the end of the second quarter or something, just, yeah. you know, weird circumstances that could be, you know, an hour, you know, an hour and 15 minutes worth of time. So uh, I'm sitting on the sideline, I'm moving, I'm, you know, I, I pass by the heater. I try not to stand in front of the heater for too long or, you know, it feels really nice. And then you step <laughs> away and it feels, you know, colder than it ever did. So yeah. I just pass by the heater, try to hit my legs, make sure I'm, you know, keep the blood flowing, kicking them in that. So I'm usually, yeah, usually more sore after days after a cold weather game, just because I kick more than the net, uh, just to stay loose and, and, you know, I'm just, I'm just stretching. I'm just trying to keep that cold from just taking over my feet, my body. And so yeah. that's, uh, you know, that's all I can do. And then, and then it's a, you know, it's a mental, uh, you know, mental side of it. Just kind of continue to tell yourself, stay loose, stay moving, uh, you know, uh, just swing easy. Don't, don't overswing. That's a big thing too. Just, you know, just kind of continue to do the same thing, hit the ball the same way and then, then just trust it. So yeah, it's, uh, it's a process. It's, it's a bit of a grind, but uh, you know, I've done it for a long time and uh, had some you know, some success in those cold games. So just got to continue forward there. Yeah. Um, Tom Coles wants to ask. Now, again, let's let's set up the scenario because none of us wants to think it is. But say you're trying to jump over my parents' fence and you pull out your shoulder and you can't play for a game, right? Who steps in, <laughs> in in place of that? Are you is Aaron Rodgers sneakily, you know, sneaking into special team units, kicking some field goals, saying, "Listen, buddy, if you go down, I'll step in and fill in." Or what happens in that situation? Uh, no, no, he. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he could get that get that one done. He's an exceptional <laughs> quarterback, but uh, yeah, no, Tim Tim Maste, uh, our punter, is actually he's a, he's a really good kickoff guy. He, uh, he he can do a good job on field goals, so he would uh, he would step in. And yeah. that's usually it's it's usually the punter um, on on most teams that uh, that would be the backup if anything happened. Like and then the same in the reverse, I would I would back up the punter um, if something happened there. I would I would have to come in and punt the game. Yeah, and do you do much practice on that, Mason? Like, do you do a few punts every week, and he does a few field goals? Oh yeah, you know every every week or so, every other week we'll you know hit a hit a few just to make sure that we. We can do it, um, but obviously the expectation would just be, you know, just try to get it done and uh, and, and hit your best ball because I'm I'm not gonna go warming up before a game. So if if you got hurt in the game, it'd be uh, I'd kick into the net a little bit and then uh, and then I'd go out there and just just swing for the fences and hopefully hit a good ball. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. 
Well, let, you know, that's that's the end of the fan question. So I suppose we'll just wind down the uh, podcast with just a little bit of uh, just a little bit of easy stuff. Uh, Mason, you were on our first podcast. And again, if anybody hasn't listened to it, I really strongly encourage to go back because we talk about, you know, how you started off to become a kicker and, you know, how you went into college and just smashed all the records in Colorado, then, you know, went on. Um, but, I mean, you, you spoke about your father in the last one that he brought you out, just used to kick a few field goals. So you're a dad now yourself. I'm a dad. I, I have a four-month-old son. He's up sleeping in the room. He doesn't oh. do a whole lot yet. Uh, so that's fun. So I can't wait to him to get to that level where... Now, in Ireland, it's going to be pretty random, as you can imagine. It's soccer, it's hurling, it's Gaelic football. And here, I'll have my son out the back kicking an American football. He'll be, you know... That's awesome. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be a weirdo in school, but he'll be, the, you know, the apple of my eye. Um, when, it, when it comes to your son, uh, Mason, do you get Nolan out the back and say, right, buddy, I'm the best in the game. Let me let me pass that on, you know, hoping that it's genetic or does he have much interest in the game? Uh, yeah, he loves he loves sports, you know, and that uh, that was a, a cool moment as he's getting older. He'll, he'll be six in August and uh, the summer he actually kind of for the first time, he was like, Dad, I want to play football like you do. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, cool. that's pretty cool. And then, then the disappointment came whenever he was like, I want to be a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, well, I can't help you with that. But, uh, you know, so – but he, he gets out there. He plays – you know, he's a, he's a good little soccer player. So, we yeah, we'll get around. I'll hold for him. He'll, he'll kick the ball around. And, and uh, you know, kind of remembering those memories of my dad, uh, you know, it's, it's special to – be able to do what I do for a living, but also just have those those really innocent, awesome you know, moments with my kids. Of he doesn't really think you know he doesn't think anything of it. He, he loves he loves my teammates. He loves the Packers just for what it is, and uh, knows that I play. But uh, you know, whenever I'm at home, I'm dad, and he just uh, he just wants to mix it up and, and kick the ball around and and have me kick it to him so he can return it and you know have me try to tackle him. So yeah. we. Uh, he had a lot of fun, and uh, you know, he's. I'm trying to get him into into golf, so he's uh, he's got a good little swing. So I'm I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna push that side too. Yeah, because I joined the Wicklow Golf Club here, and I went out, and there was a, a dad that he put. He was out with his daughter, and the daughter was, I think, she was about maybe six, seven years of age, and I just, I always had that dream, like you know, the minute. Uh, we found out I know, I'm going to say we were pregnant that's going to drive people mad uh, the minute I found out that <laughs> she was pregnant you know I was thinking oh I was out looking at golf clubs and sets but then when I saw this little girl on the golf course doing cartwheels I was thinking okay this is going to be a little bit harder than I thought it's going to be it's not just going to be you know carting out at six <laughs> years of age it's going to be you know driving like Tiger Woods down the, down the thing but what scares me kind of as a dad uh, Mason is, is that you know, when you're younger, you think you're invincible. And I, I look at the NFL, I'm like, oh, my God. You know, if I was born in America, now, again, I wouldn't have the height for it. I'm not going to tell people what height I am, but I'm certainly not six foot seven. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to play. I'm Irish, I'm a leprechaun. So I'd love to play. Uh, but I was sort of thinking, you know, maybe when I'm older, you know, my you know maybe my interest in the nfl the fact that you know like this podcast is actually the number one podcast in the uk so maybe it might oh, bring wow, it's, it's amazing right how and again it's just solely packers so i was thinking you know maybe it'll bring me to the states and maybe he'll grow up a little bit in the states to be a quarterback but it scares me looking at the nfl and how violent it is and you know and you no know, i see that from afar you're on the field does it ever scare you that if nolan turned around and said dad you know, I want to be an NFL player for real. I mean, does that scare you as a dad to go, oh my God, no? Um, you know, I don't think so. I mean, I I love the game. Um, you know, I love what it's about. I love the team aspect. I love, uh, you know, the, 
the camaraderie with uh, with the guys in the locker room. You know, all those all those wonderful things. Yes, the game is physical, um, but you know, it you can get hurt doing a lot of different things. Yeah. So, you know, the the idea is it's always everything is about education. So we're trying to teach our youth how to tackle better, how to block better, how to do things to protect one another. Cause that's ultimately what it is, is, uh, you know, uh, as players, as people, you know, the guys laying it on the line every day, we, we, we're going to sell it out. The guys on the field, you know, everyone's going to sell out, play as fast and as hard as they can. But at the end of the day too, you know, we're not, no one's going out there trying to hurt anyone. Yeah. So, you know, you're, we, we have to take care of each other to the best of our ability. Don't, you know, you, you teach kids at a young age, don't take cheap shots. Don't take shots on people when they're not looking. Like it is a game, like you don't need to, don't need to do that. And in that education and those things as we're moving forward. And I think the NFL obviously is so invested in, in trying to make the game as safe as possible. You know, no game, regardless of what it is, is ever going to be completely safe from injury or possible, you know, possible injury. So uh, as long as, as long as the NFL, you know, they, they continue to figure out ways to, to educate and make the game safer. Um, I think, I think it's, uh, it's just going to get better and better. And, and I would, uh, I would definitely want my, you know, my son to, to know the, know the fundamentals very well and, and be, you know, be safe and, and go out there and, you know, and play hard and, um, and have fun. I mean, it's a great game. Uh, I, I know I got hurt most of, most of the time I got hurt and I, and I played other positions in, in high school football. Yeah. I, I got hurt playing soccer. So, I mean, you can <laughs> say the same about, you know, about anything. So I, uh, yeah, I love the game of football. I, I won't, I won't discourage him from it. Uh, but like I said, if he wants to be a golfer, I would, uh, wouldn't be too bummed about that. Just because then I can go and, and caddy for him <laughs> and, and play, play all over the place. So. <laughs> We'd love to see that because you're fairly handy on the golf course yourself. But Mason, I have to thank you for the time. And let me, can I end it on this? Is that you? You're 31. You signed a four-year contract, which brings you up to 35. Is it your plan to end your career as a Packer or would it be to move back to pastures, you know, like back home to Texas to end your career there? Or, you know, what does your future hold at the moment for you? You know, gosh, as of right now, I'm, I'm just really excited to be back with, with Green Bay uh, for these next four years. And then we'll just kind of evaluate, uh, you know, as this, as this contract and this time kind of goes, um, you know, what, what that next step is. You know, I, I feel great. Uh, feel like I'm in my prime, hitting the ball, uh, you know, as, as well as I ever have, and and I just need to keep working hard and continuing to to do that. And then uh, I think we'll just, you know, I'm just gonna have to see, you know, I want I want to play as long as I can. You know, my goal is to to just do it as long as I feel physically and mentally uh, prepared every week, and um, and just as long as as long as the team will have me. So if uh, if that means Green Bay longer after this one, then uh, then that that's the case but uh you know we'll we'll see we'll see what happens four years down the road here yeah and mason if you've broken the record already you've another four years to go and potentially another five after that i just feel sorry for any guy who comes after you who tries his hardest (laughs) to break that record because that is broken that is gone yeah i think i'm gonna set that one pretty far out of reach but uh (laughs) i feel very very fortunate there 
Well, Mason, I have to say, thanks very much for all your time, because uh, I know you're a busy guy. It's training camp, and you're the superstar of the Packers. So from everybody at UK Packers, I mean, thanks so much. Well, thanks a lot, and I uh, look forward to talking to you all again sometime.